message. Faith. Yeah, haha, let's do that. Faith, our final frontier. Faith, our final frontier to boldly declare and go where no one has gone before. Does that sound familiar? Is there any Trekkies here? Okay. All right. So, space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Sarp. Ship Enterprise, its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. So, for us, faith, our final frontier. These are the journeys of New Covenant Ministries, its continuing mission to explore new revelations, to seek out the God kind of life, and to boldly declare and go where no one has gone before. Come on, that's our mission statement. Come on, we're word of faith people. That's what we do. So let's start in Hebrews 11, verse 1, please. Woo! Hallelujah. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Amen. New Living says it this way. Faith, faith. Yeah, faith is a confidence that we hope for will actually happen. You got to hope for that. What it is, whatever it is you're faithing for is actually going to happen. It gives us assurance about the things that we cannot see. The message says this trust in God, this kind of faith <laughs> is a firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. Everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see, which is going to guide us through everything that we need to be guided through. Living Bible says faith is a confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. Isn't that good? It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us. Even though we can't see it up ahead, we, there's a knowing on the inside of us that we know that this word is true. We know that God is true. It's impossible for him to lie. So if he said it in this word, we said, hey, this is ours. And it's true. And we could take it right to the bank, right? The Passion Translation says, now faith brings our hopes into reality. It becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. What is it that you, there's things that you hope for, but then there's things that you long for right? There's things that we have all longed for. And then, you know, because it doesn't happen right away, we put it on the shelf. But we need to knock those things off the shelf, dust them off and bring back what it is that you are longing for. And I believe that as you ask God, he'll tell you, just ask him. Come on. <laughs> He says, it becomes the foundation needed to require the things that we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. He wants to prove himself to you and me, us. Why? Because he's a faith God and we're faith people. So we, we line up with what he's saying. We're going to get exact, exactly what he said. Amen. So verse six in King James, it says that, um, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So without faith, you can't do nothing. Why? He is handcuffed without faith because God is a faith God. So we need to say what he says, believe what he says, declare. This is why faith is our fi final frontier, to boldly declare what he said is ours. 
Why? Because he said he can have it. We can have it. Right? He said, for he that comes to God, number one, must believe that he is. Is what? He is everything that we need. Absolutely. He's our healer. He's our, he's our deliverer. He's our financier. Absolutely everything. Amen? And he is a rewarder. God wants to reward you for your faith. How cool is God? He said he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That's what we need to do. Just diligently. That's why we come here Sundays. That's why we come here. Well, we try to come here Thursdays when we can or whenever the doors are open. Why? Because we're diligent seekers here. Amen. And the, the more that you diligently seek the more that it gets easier to do it, the more fun you have. Why? Because it's like, okay, you know what? So-and-so is going to be here today. I wonder how their week was. I've been praying for them all week. I've been speaking blessings in their life. Did it happen this week for you? If it did, tell me about it. Right? I remember we used to do this in the, in the youth group. Um, we put it, uh, everybody's name in a bowl. And we take, the, take uh, everybody would take that, that person's name Pray over them all week, right? And then the next week we get together in a circle and say, okay, how was your week? And you would hear testimony after testimony. God opened up a door here. God opened up a door there. God did this. God did that. Why? So when we went to go do it again the next week, <laughs> that bowl was full, right? I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a message says in, in Hebrews eleven six 6, it says, it says that it is impossible to please God apart from faith, right? It's impossible. Why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe that both he exists. How are you going to preach somebody? How are you going to approach somebody that you, that you don't even believe in? You wouldn't do that in the natural, right? So you need to believe, number one, that he is. <laughs> that he exists, and then he, I <laughs> like this, he cares enough to respond. God cares enough to respond to you. He cares enough to respond to you. Why? Because he loves you. And we need to get that cemented within us that God loves us enough that he actually cares for us. And he loves us enough that he actually likes us. Come on, you know, because there's people that you love, but there's people that you just, just don't like, <laughs> but you love them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We all do that. But he likes us. And he cares enough to respond to those that seek him. So as long as you seek him with all that you are, you don't have to seek him with all that somebody else is doing. You do, this is a personal relationship between you and him, him and you, and, and you don't have to try to you know, try to saddle up or try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. It's not your call. It's not your call. It's not what you're called to do. God wants to, he wants to be authentically yours. And he wants your authenticity. Because everybody here is different. And we need to take our differences and bring them to the table and just say, hey, you know what? I clap on two and four. You may clap on one and three, right? But if you do it all together, one, two, three, four. Come on now, right? That's how it's done. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 14. I'm going to read and verse 16 out of the New King James, please. Romans 4, 16, New King James, just because it's easier to read, because sometimes the, the these, the thous, and the thuses, and the thithers, and the hithers, and, you know, praise the Lord. Romans 4, 16, it says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all of the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham who was the father of us all. Hallelujah. Yeah, he's a father. Verse 17, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. Nations, ethnos. That's a... Nationalities. He's the father of nationalities. Come on now. And he said, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead, Cause those things which do not exist as though they did. Sometimes we kind of call those things that are, that are. <laughs> that car never works. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Verse 18, who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. He spoke it, and then he saw it. So shall your descendants be. Verse 19, not being weak in faith. Say, that's me. Come on now. He did not consider his own body near already dead since he was about 100 years old. Praise the Lord. Or the deadness of Sarah's womb. And she never did have any kids. So what do you think? Why do you think she's going to have them now? Right? But God said, God said it. It's impossible for him to lie. He did not waver, verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Your faith will strengthen when you give glory to God. When you're thanking him for your, not in your situation, but you're thanking him for the answer to your situation. That's faith. That's why it's the final frontier. Not a lot of people are doing that. They're just, oh God, oh God, oh God. Say something after that. Preferably, thank you. <laughs> I know you've got me. It says, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Right? It says, man, you believe me? I believe you. We can get this thing done. <laughs> Come on. Pastor used to say, this is God and sons and daughters. We're in a business together. We are. We're in business together. Romans 10, please. Verse 8. We're saying in the New King James. Romans 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. We preach the word of faith. We don't preach the word of doubt here. We don't preach the word of maybe or the hopefully or wish. No, no, no. We preach the word of faith, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness with you, in your heart. It may not be in your head. It'll get to your head. 
but starts in your heart. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's how it gets to your head. You've got to say something. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. God will never, ever, ever put you to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that word saved, sozo, means to, to, to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, to help, to keep safe, to make sound, to rescue from danger or destruction, to make well, to restore to health, and to be made whole. Well, you got to say something. You've got to confess with your mouth. You've got to believe it in your heart that, hey, Sozo is working for me today. Absolutely everything that I just read. Glory to God. I have so-so. <laughs> Glory to God. Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, if you come here, you are going to get your faith jacked up. You are going to hear faith. We preach faith here. We do. <laughs> Romans 4, 20, New King James. And it says, we read it earlier. And your faith will be strengthened by giving glory to God. The story about the 10 lepers. Right? There was only one that came back and gave glory to God, and he was restored whole. All his missing digits came back, which sounds to me like restoration. You start giving glory to God. All those things that were stolen, all those things that are missing out of your life, it's coming back to you. It's coming back to me. We're already seeing some of that stuff happen already. Come on. The floodgate, open the floodgates of heaven because they're opened. <laughs> it's flood season. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on now. We're not praying for it anymore. We're expecting it and we're declaring it. What do you want to pray for something you already got? Yes, man. It's all. Come on now. It's happening. You already got it. So what do you want to pray for it for? Come on now. We're receiving. We're saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you. The floodgates of heaven are open. Come on. Healing's already mine. Deliverance is already mine. My kids have already been delivered. Glory to God. This is where we are. This is what time it is. Healing is ours. Financial prosperity has already been done. The streets are made paved with gold. Give me a piece of pavement. <laughs> we want some pavement from heaven. <laughs> Bring it on now. Jesus. Glory. <laughs> I'll give you some more. Hallelujah. So, to seek out the God kind of life, to seek out the God kind of faith. What is that? Well, God said, and He saw what He said, right? So the God kind of faith is the kind of faith which a man believes in his heart, says with his mouth, that which they believe in their hearts, and it comes to pass. It comes to pass, right? It comes to pass. Sickness came to pass. It's not sticking around here. No, 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 no. He's defeated. He's got no feet. He's got nothing. The Bible talks about, where's that in James? Uh, the, the devil goes about it seeking as a roaring lion. 
who he may devour. But then in Psalms it says God has, let, he's loosened, he's busted the teeth of the ungodly. So you got some, le- you, you got some lion trying to gum you. Wow, that's pretty bad. Come on now. He's trying to gum you. Turn on your back and just get a massage then. Praise the Lord. Don't take that. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 13, please. King James. Woo! Done preach myself happy. <laughs> Come on. And this is about us. We. It says we. 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 Having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Come on. Now we're speaking what? God's word because it never fails. God's word never, never, ever fails. Never, ever. It's impossible. It's impossible. (laughs) So you think about this. Why did Jesus come? Why did he come? To give us abundant life? Well, he came, died, resurrected, and ascended. He did his job. His job is done. So it's our turn. Just take it. Take it. Take it to the limit. And if they don't want theirs, we'll take it, right? John 10.10. We all know this one, but it's good to see it. It, It's a linchpin of life, right? There is a thief, but he comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But look at this. Jesus said, I... There's a colon there. So. So. That's what that does. It gets rid of that back statement. He said, I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, okay. He said more, but he didn't just say abundant. He put a more in front of that. He wants to biggest size your abundance. Today. Today is the day of the Lord. Come on now. This is what we do. New Living Translation says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Ooh, I want to be rich and I want to be satisfied. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, the world may get no satisfaction, but we can. <laughs> Jesus. Message says, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. What are you dreaming of right now? Going to make it Bigger. Make it bigger. Make it better. Come on, how else are you going to be satisfied unless it's bigger and better? Right? We're over in Ukraine. You saw kinds of ladders there. That's not bigger. It's not even better. (laughs) But then you saw some big, big cars. And it's like, okay, you know what? Those are bigger. Those are better. Ladder's a car. You don't know what a ladder is? Oh, you do now. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, it's a <laughs> You remember that Honda that I used to drive when I first started coming? Yes. Okay, so I <laughs> Come on. That is like a ladder. Oh, this was. It smoked mine smoked from the front. So, it didn't matter. <laughs> I have <laughs> I got a 2020 Mitsubishi. So it's more rich and satisfying, right? So I'm satisfied. I'm, but for now, I'm not staying there. No, 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 no. Satisfy ing. That means there's, there's an ing. There's more, 
right? It's like perpetual. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> I'm just, well, come on, now. this is 2023. So why am I going to stick with 2020? Unless you're like Nick, he's got a Tesla. <laughs> that thing drives itself. It'll talk to you. <laughs> Amplified, it says, I came that they may have and enjoy life. He wants you to have it, but he also wants you to enjoy it. I remember Mylon used to say, if you're not enjoying your Christianity, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. We're not supposed to be miserably saved. And you've run into so many friends of mine and people that I know, they're just miserably saved. Just I'm just hanging on to his garment. <laughs> Help me, get through, help me, help me, help me. No, no, no. He says, I came that they may have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. If your life is not overflowing, keep living. Keep expecting. He wants overflow in all of our lives. Amen. That's the God kind of life. Boldly declare and go. Just go. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> um, Proverbs 10.5, in the Passion, Proverbs 10, verse 5, in the Passion Translation, it says, know the importance of the season you're in and a wise person you will be. Know your season. Everybody's in a, like, come on, now we have four seasons in the weather, and God works a season. So what, se what season are you in right now? Are you in your harvest season, planting season? Come on. Or, or is it just you're working the soil and, and you're just working on some verses and you're cultivating what, what, because God's got you on a plan, right? And then you're cultivating, if it's healing, you're cultivating all these healing verses and you're just sowing them and you're just sowing them and you're what? Thank you, Lord. I'm so healed. I can't help it. And, and you're just sowing that then it's harvest season. And you will know. You'll know. Come on. You know that the fields are ripe, ready to harvest. <laughs> Why? Because then it says, your, so your house will spring forth speedily. Speedily. You sow, he does the speed. <laughs> He's got you. Proverbs 10, verse 25. We're sticking with the passion for a little bit. Proverbs 10, verse 25. It says, the wicked are blown away by every stormy wind. Not us. But when, when a catastrophe comes, the lovers of God have a secure anchor. What is your secure anchor? This. Amen. Verse 27. Living in the worship and the awe of God will bring you many years of contented living. Just live in that. Right? If you don't, how to, if you don't know how to live it, Come to church. We'll tell you. We'll help you, right? And there's all these saints here. We'll help you. And just say, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, help me get ahead. Help me live better. What's working for you? I see it working in your life. So what is it you're doing that I need to do? Come on, we're all under construction, and we're family here. And if we can't go up to one another and just ask, okay, you know what? You, you, you seem to be really working. Uh, things are working good in this area. Um, what are you doing? What's your, you know, what, what, what's your method? Because maybe I could, I could glean something out of you. We're, we're supposed to be gleaning off of one another anyways, right? Amen. 
Living in the worship and the awe of God will bring you many years of contented living. So how could the wicked ever expect to live a long and happy life? They can't. It's impossible. They don't have this. Right? And you can't, you can't live without you can't live without the word. You can't live without God. You can, but it's, it's for a short season. Proverbs 15, 13, Passion. It says, a cheerful heart puts a smile on your face. When you're happy, come on. Because, uh, you know, because you can tell when people are going through things because they look gray. There's no smile. There's nothing. It's just like, wow, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. But a broken heart leads to depression. Where does depression come from? A broken heart. Sometimes, you know, you, you get your heart broken or, or, you know, you're disappointed, you're discouraged, all those D things, right? And so you need to get around some people that'll, that'll help cheer you up and bring you into the presence of the Lord, kind of like the the, the guy with the four crazy friends, a paralyzed guy, he was so paralyzed he couldn't move. And we all have friends like that. And, we, and probably, we've all been there where we need people to pull us up the side of the, up the, side of the, of the wall of the house, bust a hole in the roof, and, lay, and lower us down in the, front of, in the feet of Jesus. Come on, we've all been there. Thank God for four crazy friends. I've got a bunch. Amen. It keeps me going. Keeps you going. You need, because you, <laughs> you cannot be an island. It won't work for you. It won't work for you. Um, praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 15, 15. Passion still. It says, everything seems to go wrong when you feel weak and depressed. That's when you start asking the question, why, God, why? Why is that not happening? Why? You know, somebody said, give me, some, give me a Watt burger and cries, please. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't pick it up. I heard somebody say it before. Anyways, but when you... <laughs> when, you, when you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more joy. Make a choice. Just make a choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a word for that, but we're not going to say it. Um, <laughs> Proverbs 15, verse 4 please. When you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. Healing words, right? Your words heal, right? When you tell somebody, hey, how you doing? Been thinking about you. Miss you. Hope all is well. I'm praying for you. But unhealthy negative um, words do nothing but crush their hopes, right? Yeah. Stay positive. Stay positive. Jesus did that in Luke 4, 18. Um, he, he was talking about uh, the, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he, what? He's anointed me. He was telling people, hey, you know what? I am anointed for your situation. I am not going to leave you the way I found you. Thank God he did that with us. Come on. We all came to church a mess, right? Pastor used to tell me years and years ago, God is the only one that can unscramble an egg. And it's true. 
Yep. He'll unscramble that egg and put it back in the egg again and, and make it just like nothing ever happened. And then, then he, he puts forgetfulness in, sprinkled forgetfulness all in that. So, you, you know, you look back and say, well, I don't even remember the, I don't remember the hard stuff. I just remember God. Amen. How do people see you? How do people see you? Right? Acts 4.13. It says that when they they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, and they marveled, and they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. How do people see you? Do they look at you and say, hey, you know what? You're one of them Christians, because I can tell you're glowing. You know a fired up Christian? They're like a glow stick. And you could tell. That's why it's really funny when somebody that's um, um, kind of backslidden state and they go into a place of they shouldn't be going into like a dark bar. They, they're, they're a glow stick. Yeah. <laughs> right? So they're trying to run from, glo- from God, but you got this glow stick thing going on. And it's like, everybody knows that, hey, there's a Christian right there. <laughs> I tried that. And the... Come on, you get mad at God, say, I'm going to go out and get toasted. And then you try. The more you do, the more you tell people about Jesus. You're trying to get away from him, and he's just, you can't. Well, he said he'll never leave you. He's never going to forsake you. You try to walk away from him, and he's following you right along. <laughs> right? Yeah, so you could try to run, but he runs faster than you. <laughs> I guess he is. <laughs> Tapping you on the shoulder. Hey, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> uh-uh. Acts 14, uh, uh, 413. In the Passion, it says, The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John. See, when there's going to be a boldness of courage come on you, the more you walk with him, right? Especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men. Oh, you people just go to that church. Who do you think you are? Well, have a seat. Let me tell you. (laughs) How much time do you have? (laughs) They were just ordinary men who never had any religious training. No, but we get Bible training here. We're not trained to be religious. Right? right? We're not trained to be, with the best of our ability, we're not doing any religious training here. We'll train you how to be a, a victorious Christian. Victoria's living in perilous times. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was such a fun song. Anyways, and they began to understand the effect that Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. The more time you spend with him, the more of an effect he's going to have in your life and in my life. That's why, come on, the more we come together as a group on Thursdays and on Sundays and wherever else we're going to have it, there's going to be effect. There's an effect. Think about this. Prior to Acts 1.8, they saw Peter as a coward and somebody that denied Jesus. But Acts 1.8 happened. You get filled with the Holy Ghost and bam! I guess. Praise the Lord. (laughs) The transforming power of the Holy Spirit caused Peter to change from someone who denied Jesus three times to be and in being intimidated by a slave girl 
that caused him to curse and swear and to become a fired up, bold preacher who is not intimidated by anybody. What happened? Holy Ghost. A big Holy Ghost making you bigger on the inside than you ever thought possible. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Luke 11, verse 1, passion. Getting ready to close. It says, uh, Luke 11, 1, in the passion, it says, I like the title. Jesus teaches about prayer, and I like this. <clears throat> one day as Jesus was in prayer, one of his disciples came over to him, and as he finished, he said, would you teach us a model prayer that we can pray, just like John did for his disciples? So Jesus taught them this prayer. Our Heavenly Father... I pray this over you. May the glory of your name be the center on which our life turns. May your Holy Spirit come on us and cleanse us. Manifest your kingdom on the earth and in this earth. And give us our needed bread for the coming day. Forgive our sins as we forgive and release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. I like that. Forgive our sins as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us and rescue us every time we face tribulations. Every time, because we all face, face stuff daily. Hallelujah. Where'd she go? Of course she did. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Mark 16, 15 in the Passion Translation. Jesus said to them, as you go into all the world, and as you go into all the world, as I go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news. This Bible should become wonderful news to you. Not a bunch of curses and can'ts. Some people are so afraid of getting saved because they think they can't do anything. They can't do what they used to do. Well, no, no, no. Um, your want to's changed. When I started coming to church, I had a whole lot of things that as I walked with him, they fell off. And I, I just, my want to changed. I just didn't want to do that anymore. And that's what happens when you walk with him. And you let him. It's wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. Who, whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. Verse 17. These miracle signs will accompany those who believe. So we're believers, right? So we should be expecting miracle signs to accompany us as we go. Why? Because we believe. They will drive out demons in the power of his name. They will speak in tongues. I like what Doc Barclay said. The old cussing tongue you used to speak with, you won't speak with that anymore. <laughs> they, <laughs> they will speak in tongues. They'll be supernaturally protected from snakes, from drinking anything poisonous. They will lay hands on the sick and heal them. After these sayings, Jesus was lifted up into heaven. He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of God. The, uh, I like this. The apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere. Come on, apostles, sent one. That's what we're to do. And the Lord himself consistently worked with them. I like that. Consistently. God wants to consistently work with you today.
We don't have to put this off. Today, validating the message that they preached. He's going to validate you. Not only your message, but he will validate you. People will say, yeah, you might have been good for nothing. You're blah, 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 blah. God will validate you. You don't have to validate yourself. You don't have to. You, God, come on now. The God of angel armies will protect you. He will defend you. You don't have to validate. You just preach the word. You walk in love and you let God deal with that mess. You let God deal with those people that are messing with you. And you watch what happens. Because it, when God deals with something, it's complete. If you do it, it's going to make a mess. He'll help you clean it up anyways, but it's going to be a bigger mess than if you let him do it. Validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. There should be expecting miracle signs to accompany every time we get together. Even, come on, you guys get together. If there's two or more together, there he is in the midst. Right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just put your hand on somebody's shoulder that you're sitting beside. Let's just pray for, just pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We're, we're family here. We believe in one another. And so we pray for one another today in Jesus' name. We thank you for your touch. Lord, we ask to bless the person to the left of us, the person to the right of us, to, to, to bless them today from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. You know what needs that they have need of. So I thank you, Lord. We come into agreement with whatever it is that they're going through, that they will go through it on the other side and come, and come out not even smelling like smoke. Hallelujah. They'll come out stronger. They'll run this race faster, longer in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless their families today. Bless their bank accounts today. Bless their marriages today. Bless everything that they need so that they're going to be total spirit, soul, and body. Socially. Financially. God, you are the God that meets all of our needs. And Lord, if there's here, anybody here under the sound of my voice that does not know you, Father, we ask you, come into our hearts today. Receive us today. Take our lives and do something with it today. If we haven't been walking the way we should, Lord, I thank you. You pick us up, you dust us off, and you set us back on the road again. Because you're that kind of God. You love us, and we love you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor his favor in every area of your life and give you his peace. His peace. No one can take it away. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy today in Jesus' name. The saint said, amen. God bless you.
We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.